All right, welcome, welcome in to the 125th episode of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. We have a great one for you today, 125. It's insane, you know, makes me realize just how far on the journey that we've been, 125 episodes, it's crazy. We're coming up on our three-year anniversary by the end of the offseason this summer. It's going to be nuts, Uh, but we have a great one for you today. We are going to be talking Super Bowl. I know that has been discussed ad nauseum, but we took a little break, and now we're finally back. Super Bowl discussion, hot takes. I go off on Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I think Kyle is no longer going to be a listener to the podcast because of it. After that, we do some Knights duel, some players around similar values, uh, and we essentially pick a side on who we would rather have. Uh, And then we get into a little spirited debate at the end about one of my favorite New York Jets. Everyone, we want to thank you so much for listening to the episode. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y. Super Producer does a great job keeping everyone informed over there. Again, Dynasty Monarchy, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y. Let's go. Why, hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy podcast where you will learn how to rule over your dynasty league for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts. Here we go. Episode 125 of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Whoever you may be, however you may be listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, welcome. Welcome in another week. Gentlemen, we're all back. Took some nice R&R after the Super Bowl. We're ready to really hit the ground running next week. NFL Combine, it's all going to start going downhill fast for the Dynasty community. Super Producer and Max are hanging out in the land. I am in Jersey. Gentlemen, how are you doing? You know, Peter, I'm good. I, I haven't thought about Dynasty fantasy football in, a, in over a week or so. I mean, I've deleted Sleeper for Lent. I'm trying to take a detox there, so... It's going to be nice to talk about some football and uh, just to hang out with the boys. It's one of my favorite times of the week. So, I'm excited to get back in the saddle, truly. Um, a week off, a week too long for me, I feel like. And, you know, can't be more excited to get back into it. And I think we got a good episode, honestly. Gentlemen, for any math nerds out there, we're one-eighth of the way to a 1,000 episodes. Wow. No. An eighth of the way to a thousand. Yeah. 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 We're at 125. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy. Uh we're excited to to get everyone active. We haven't discussed the Super Bowl yet. I know it's been a little bit. None of the shows are talking about it uh as of like this moment, this kind of week time span. Now that we've had some time to settle down, gentlemen, I want you to just tell me how bad Brock Purdy is and that Patrick Mahomes is the best to ever do it. I just won't be able to say that he's not the best ever to do it. So I'll, uh... I'll I'll always ride for Tommy boy. He, he will be the best, but it's just nice to have the fun discourse. Yeah. I think it'll be a discourse if like Mahomes gets to like six or seven. I mean, but even then if he gets to seven, Brady beat him. So I, I think Brady will always be better unless Mahomes can get to eight. Yeah, man. I, it was good to see, honestly, just that electric, like, all-time blunder, I feel like, by the 49ers. I mean, I guess we really don't know what the analytics look like for that overtime uh, decision on the coin toss, but 
it seems like it's a blunder. Like the chiefs were celebrating on the sideline, like, Oh, let them have it. Like that was their game plan. I, it'll be fun to see kind of down the road, how that playoff rule comes into play, but just to see Mahomes drive down there and win it like they did. I, you can't ask for anything more. And Kelsey said he's back for another year. So, I mean, I, I'm all smiles, man. Yeah. Nick, see you when, sorry. No, so since it's interesting because they made that rule after Kansas City Buffalo, I think, and that was like a year and a half, two years ago. And we went two full seasons without seeing an overtime playoff game. So actually pretty crazy when you think about how many like games there are in the playoffs and everything like that. But I mean, to see it in the Super Bowl, I, I don't think you have much to go off of, you know? It's going to be super fascinating. Uh, Nixie, I wanted to mention this. On the podcast, we were talking about bets we like. Heads. Slapper. I am four for four on the last four Super Bowls I've uh, done coin toss bets on. And the one that I abstained on, I got it wrong. I said I wasn't confident in the pick. And I didn't want to give it out as like a lock. And it was wrong. So I'm four for four on absolute locks on the, on the coin toss. Beyond that, Kyle Shanahan still can't figure out how to run the ball late in the game. It's tragic. And I hope he never wins the Super Bowl. That's where I'm at with it. I truly, I despise him for 28 to three. He let Tom Brady, um, or more so let the Patriots have another Super Bowl when I just absolutely hated them as a kid. Um, I, I just hope he never finds happiness, you know? That's, that's, I, quite, that's quite the thing to say, Pete. It, it, I mean it. I mean it. Because he ruined my happiness. So I hope he never has happiness. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, <laughs> he was trying to defend himself, saying that they've won big games and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys saw that post, uh, post-game post press conference or whatever, but you know the dude's in shambles. And he probably get, if they end up losing this next season, too, they're probably just going to can him. Yeah, 100%. You think, you think if the 49ers don't make the playoffs, they fire Shanahan? Oh, without 100%. a doubt. I can't see that. Without a doubt, bro. Christian McCaffrey will be out on his way by then. Kittle will be probably out the door. Brock Purdy's going to want an extension worth more than he's ever worth. Ayuk will probably be gone by then. Debo's going to be 29. Like the team, their team will not be the same. Trent Williams, like, yes, they will 100% fire him. Especially, you know, if they make it to the Super Bowl again. Like if somehow they make it again and lose again, I just feel like it's a fireable offense if they don't win it like the next season, honestly. John Lynch does not stand for mediocrity, Pete. The whole argument about Mike Tomlin, and I know Driscoll from Pittsburgh, he listens to the show. And it's I'm sure it's the argument he hears all the time. What coach are you going to get on the open market that's better? Bill Belichick. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. I wouldn't. I think it's interesting. It's it's definitely a fascinating little wrinkle to to keep your eye on for next season. Let's take a look to the talking point I wanted to bring up before the episode. I saw Colin Coward came out with his division winners for 2024, and I was laughing. He said the commanders are going to win the NFC East, and I just thought, you know, it's super early. Let's just be really bold. I want you to go down the eight divisions and tell me who's going to win. All right, I'll start. I think that the Bills win the division of the AFC East. I think that the Steelers win the AFC North, sadly. I think they get a quarterback. 
I, they get they get some quarterback this offseason. They got a good defense. They got some good pieces there. Um, the AFC West, I think it will be the Chiefs. Um, which the Chargers, they're a dark horse. I could see it, but don't think so. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um, the AFC South, I'm going to go with the Jags. It's not really that surprising. Um, the Texans, yes, I think they had a good year this year, but I don't going into that second year. I just, I just think Lawrence takes another step forward. I know he didn't have one last year, so he takes two steps forward, I guess you could say. Um, the NFC North, I will go with probably probably the Bears, man. I'm, I'm spicy. I think they'd trade the first pick and get a haul. They have pick one. They have pick nine. If they build around fields, they had some good things going there towards the end of the season. If they could get some run game and some defense, it's a tough division with the Vikes and the, the Lions and, I mean, even the Packers. So I, the Bears are – maybe I'm a psycho. Um, where am I at now? The NFC West. I'll go with the Niners again. That's pretty pretty cliche, but I'll, I'll take them. The NFC South, um, I'm going to go with the Falcons. They have somehow put together a couple of seven-win seasons. They finally got a new head coach there. Um, I like Raheem Morris a lot, and I think they get a quarterback as well. And then the NFC, what am I forgetting? The NFC East. Um, there's been, there hasn't been a repeat winner. I'll probably go with the Eagles. All right. I like it, Mr. Max. Super producer, you're way too early. Division winners. All right. I'll run it down here. Let's go AFC East. This is probably one of the tougher divisions. I, I'll just say Jets, honestly. And then Don't do me like that, Mr. C. Hey, dude. Rodgers is healthy. I mean, that defense is still elite, so I kind of believe in that. Kind of over the Bills and Dolphins. But AFC West, Chiefs, easy money. AFC North, I think it's still the Ravens. AFC South, I would go with the Colts. Colts? A-Rich plays a full year? Yeah, I think so. And JT for a full year as well because he missed a lot of games. Um, NFC East. I think I'm with you, Max. Probably the Eagles. Cowboys need to. There hasn't been a repeat winner since like 2008 or nine or something like that. That seems pretty free. 49ers for the NFC West. NFC North. I'll go with the Lions again. NFC South. You know, I'll just go with the Buccaneers again. They resign Baker? Yep. I think so. Maybe like a nice little two or three year deal. Mr. Max, what do you think? What do you think about next season's list? I mean, I like I like the Colts, honestly. That that, that division, it's it's an interesting, that's a toss up. I don't really like the Jets, to be honest with you there. Um, I like the Bucks. I think Baker, but I just don't know if they keep Mike Evans. That's kind of where I'm at with the Bucks. I think it's a solid list. I mean, it's it's super early. There's a lot that's gonna change, you know. I'll go through my list. I think the Bills don't win the AFC East. They're getting really old, and they're going to lose some key players. Uh, I think the Dolphins probably win it. I think they'll have just a good regular season, and the Jets will be right behind. I don't know if Buffalo makes the playoffs uh, with the way that they're getting so much older on defense, and like the offense is just going to lose key players like Gabe Davis. Stephon Diggs gets a year older. Wouldn't be surprised if he got traded out of there. Um Kincaid's the only bright spot on that offense and and Cook that I really like that are auxiliary pieces. Uh, AFC North, I like the Brownies. I do. Full season of Watson being healthy, plus that defense is elite. 
can have more injuries than they had this year. I love the Brownies. Love the Brownies next year. Uh, AFC South, I really think it is a toss-up. I'd like to take the Colts if I was a gambling man because I bet their odds are pretty insane. Uh, But I will go with the Jaguars. They get to play a worse schedule than the Texans and get a nice little bounce back with Trevor Lawrence season. AFC West, it's Chiefs. It's pretty much free. Uh, Only team that I would say could compete with them is the Broncos with uh, Zach Wilson. When he eventually gets traded there and has a Drew Brees arc, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Then the NFC side, Eagles win. Cowboys are, are getting a little old. Jerry said he's going all in. I don't know if you guys saw that quote. Uh, Jerry's gone all in before a lot with uh, not just football teams. Let's just put it like that. Moving to the uh, NFC North, I like the Packers. I think they add some pieces on defense, and Christian Watson, a full healthy season, will add just such, such, such an insane receiving core that they have a young receiving core. I hope one of the receivers doesn't get tagged and can go there in free agency. That would be insane. NFC South, I like the Falcons, Max. All the pieces, they just need to step up on that defense. And then NFC West, it's the Niners. It's free. So that's going to do it for our division winners with a lackluster amount of reports for the week. And the combine next week, gentlemen, do you just want to get into our segment? I think we should, man. I'm excited uh, to, to duel. All right, let's get into our night duel. All right, super producer, you got us together for a night's duel. We haven't done this in a little bit. I want to go off the bat, a blazer. Uh, this is a really important one to me. So, Deshaun Watson, 28.4 years old. Bryce Young, 22.6. What are you doing if you have one of these players, both of these players, X, Y, Z, who would you prefer? It's Aww. such a great one. Super producer, this is this might be the best one that you put together. Thank you. It's, I appreciate that. It really is tough because it's like right now I'd say Watson. But if T. Higgins, if one of these receivers, whoever it might be, they trade for Terry McLaurin, they get Malik Neighbor, like whatever. If they get a receiver that can actually help out Bryce Young, He's six years younger. He was the number one pick in the draft. I, I think I'm going to go Bryce Young just based off draft capital, college, I mean, age, and I think just the overall longevity of the team. I think the Panthers, the only way they can go is up, you know? So I look at it like, okay, Bryce Young, super young, obviously, had like probably the worst situation last year on an offensive unit, like terrible receivers, O-line didn't help him. But – I just really think he is going to take longer to develop than people are really going to want. Right. I mean, there's obviously better value insulation from a dynasty perspective, getting the 22 year old number one overall pick other than rather than an aging Watson. But for me, I think the more I was talking it through, I just lean Deshaun Watson and I am biased. Yes. Cause I'm a Browns fan, but he had three top 10 finishes in five games showed his rushing upside. He was putting it out there. Like he wasn't running, like he signed a $250 million contract. Like he was trying to make some plays. So I think that's a big thing for the rest of his game kind of moving forward. And honestly too, like he's 28 years old, but 
I think he still has a lot of years left to play, like I, at least seven years. I mean, Russell Wilson is, I think, like seven years older than him. I could see him play until he's 35, 36. I mean, because he has the arm talent to play in the pocket, even if his rushing upside kind of goes by the wayside. But the situation in Cleveland is still pretty good there. And he's tied in, you know, for four more years. He's so, locked. He's as locked as locked gets for a quarterback. You know, I he can fall off a cliff like he did this past year, but I just think he's going to bounce back. I mean, the the play didn't look great when he was on the field, but like I said, three top ten finishes in five games is enough for me. A good argument. I, I love really him. Good. Probably straight at me that way. I love him. I, I think I think Watson wins out in this side for me. Just because I'll always lean a little bit more of a competitive asset instead of a rebuilding asset, just just straight up in a vacuum. Uh, I think Watson, when you really look at him, this season's going to be a big season for him. And I know Max is just going to say I'm pumping up my own players, but there's reasons why I'm not trading away certain players and have had good offers, and I just can't sell low on certain guys. And it's it's because I have so much faith in them. We saw Watson have elite level upside elite as elite as elite can get the top five finishes right i think he's able to finally get back in the swing of things another full off season to heal and and get away from that pressure that he's been feeling over the last couple years uh i, I think they have a phenomenal year with a healthy nick chubb coming back as well that that's where it gets interesting like i feel like I don't know what Nick Chubb's contract is. I don't know what Amari Cooper's contract is. But I know that they're both on the outskirts of their contract, I feel like, or that like they could make a cut and save cap room. I know the Browns, like, I'm pretty sure they're over the cap right now. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're over the cap. The cap yeah. is always moving. The cap doesn't exist. Well, the Browns have paid some players some a lot of money. And I just don't see Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb still being there in September, personally. Yeah, so Nick Chubb, he is under contract through this next season, and then he's an unrestricted free agent in 2025. But I have been seeing like leaked reports, because this is where we're at right now. Everybody's just going to be speculating all these leaked reports that Chubb could be that possible cut candidate. And there was a lot of backlash I I was seeing from, from Browns fans, obviously, but you know, it would save them some money. Maybe they get him re-sign him back on a, a cheaper deal or kind of just restructure his deal. But we'll see if he even like when he will even come back during the season. I mean, I doubt he'll be ready for week one. All right, let's move on to our next one. Super producer, you give us the intro. This one is Two rookie running backs from this past year. Uh, it's going to be Kendra Miller, who is 21.7 years old, versus Zach Charbonnet, who is 23 years old. This one I feel like is super interesting. I, you know, I think I lean more towards the Kendra side. I'm biased because I did like him a lot during the pre-draft process, even in the draft as well. But he's still only going to be 22 years old when the season starts. I, you know, Jamal, Jamal Williams looked bad last season and he vultured a lot of work from him. And I just think Kendra will kind of overtake and kind of eat into that role more, even though the money and contract side of things will kind of tell a different story there. 
I just think he has the edge over Charbonnet because I, I just think Kenneth Walker is probably the best running back out of this whole backfield. You're talking like the Saints and the Seahawks. So it, Kenneth Walker's not going anywhere anytime soon, and I think it's going to be a real tough path for Charbonnet to be able to provide any type of uh, meaningful production, even though you could say the same thing for Kendra with Kamara there. But I think the window with Kamara being able to fall off faster than Walker is what makes me lean uh, towards Kendra here. I think that's a very strong argument, and I, I do agree with it. I think that Charbonnet's only really path to upside, path to fantasy relevance is a injury to Kenneth Walker because he's just never going to be that guy. Whereas, like, Kendra is 21. He's two years younger. The draft capital was around the same and like, the drafts. But, you like, Alvin Kamara's 27, 28 years old. Like, they're going for that revamped new team, like, and they'll run this – this young offense. I don't know. So I, I'm going to lean Kendra as well. I think that it's a great time to buy Kendra Miller. I know that in our league, Kevin owns him and I know he's pretty high on him just because of the last game that he played, he scored a touchdown, which is kind of silly. Uh, but I feel like a lot of people have written him off. The lesson I just got there is that it's time for AT Perry to shine in new Orleans. That's, that's what I just learned. Um, I could see Kendra being the the quote unquote better asset here. Um, but Kendra has a higher percent chance to bust and like truly bust for me and provide zero value. Right. So the way that I would look at it is like this. If, if you're a dynasty owner and you're pursuing a depth running back or like an injury risk chance running back, and that's, that's your speed right now. If you have other backs available on your bench, you go for, Kendra Miller, you go for the upside. But if you're looking for a guy who's going to start maybe four games, he'll probably end up starting four games next year and provide fantasy value for those four games, as well as being able to get into other games and give you like a floor of four or five points. I think Charbonnet is a great bet. I'd probably rather have Charbonnet just because I'm a little bit more conservative, but Kendra is a lottery ticket that could really, really pay off in the right situation if he lands. Yeah, I totally agree with you, PJ. It's like it's super interesting with these guys because I totally get the argument against Kendra as well. Like both of these guys are, like you said, that kind of middling injury risk kind of handcuff there. And Kendra has two guys in front of him. Sharp only has one. And, And Sharp was getting way more work than Kendra was even close to seeing. So I, I do get that side of things. All right, let's keep pushing along. This is a great one, Super Producer. This is another really tough one for me. Uh, Max, you want to give us the intro on it? Sure, I will definitely do that here. This is It's a really tough one for me, and I know Nixie as well. Um, but it's Rashi Rice, who's 23.8, versus Drake London, who's 22.6. Nixie and I were going back and forth a couple of weeks ago on this, and Nixie at first thought it was pretty close to a fair trade. He's like, oh, I kind of lean London, but then he watched tape, and he's like, well, I definitely lean Rice by quite a lot. And I don't know. Like, as of right now, obviously, like, I'm going to pick Rice because he's tied to Patrick Mahomes because he's still a rookie this year and just because of his involvement in the second half of the season. I mean, he was averaging around eight targets a game 
close to 70 yards and then he would find the end zone in some games like his yards after catch was amazing he doesn't run any like world beater routes just kind of runs over the middle but he gets found by Patrick Mahomes um now this could all change if like Kirk Cousins goes to Atlanta um or something like that but as of right now I'm going to take Rice who I've seen him do it and London yes he had the draft capital but I haven't seen him do it so I I think for me it would probably be like London in second for Rice um, I think that's probably the difference of a second. I agree with you, Max. It, it was a fun conversation we were having. I was kind of dogging on Drake London, but so I, I do lean Rasheed Rice. I feel like I've been pretty vocal over the past last quarter of the season during the playoffs about how I feel about him. And for me, London, he's a great player, right? A great prospect coming out, but the production and not having a quarterback scares me. I truly like it's that game that we play, right? Where just get DJ Moore a good quarterback, just get Jerry Judy a good quarterback, Terry McLaurin, just yeah. get Terry, just get London. A, and it never happens. It, it could never happen, right? And Drake London, right now on keep trade cut, he's valued as wide receiver 14 with wow. no quarterback right now. Like, I can't buy into that, like just as as his price there. I probably have him more so at wide receiver twenty ish range. I mean, there was definitely like five guys just looking at the list they had that I would definitely have over Drake London, and Rasheed Rice is one of them. Where he Rasheed Rice is valued lower than than London, I think by a little bit. Rasheed Rice top ten in yards per route run, like you said, Max tied to Mahomes. I just feel like I'm a broken record with the guy, but. If once he gets a full season, if they start incorporating him in the slot a little bit more, getting getting him down the field plus with the screen game, he already has been working this at the end of the last season. I don't really think it matters who they sign. If they sign one of these alpha receivers, they're not going to sign T. Higgins. They're not going to be able to sign Pittman. But if it's another alpha type, like big X receiver, I don't think that affects Rasheed Rice. And I think his value is pretty insulated. So I lean him. Yeah, I mean, I think even like if they don't sign someone and Rasheed Rice gets a full offseason with Mahomes and everything, his value is going to go up a little bit, but it's already like pretty baked out, like one and a half, two first, I feel like. And I think that's fair given what he's been able to do. Um, but I think the only really realistic person I can see them signing is like maybe Mike Evans. Yeah, the way that I look at it here, Rasheed Rice is – nearing his ceiling i wouldn't say he, we we are at his ceiling by any means he can be great but i can't see him finishing as a top six top 12 receiver right the most i could probably see him finishing is like 14 i really can't put him in the upper echelon i don't think he has the stuff for the upper echelon receivers drake london does and it's all about what your team needs in the team context i think in a vacuum i take rashi but if I needed a, a star, I, I go for Drake London, and you know they're going to figure out that quarterback situation there. That's the thing, is you know this year they will have a competitive starting quarterback. Uh, do you really know that, though? Like who? Yes. Yes. Arthur Blank. So, look, you want to talk about free agent quarterbacks, right? Kirk Cousins. Baker Mayfield right off the right off the bat those are two the Falcons are in a good enough position to either trade up or take a quarterback where they are and it won't be Desmond Ritter that's the way that I look at it 
So they will have a new quarterback. They can go get Russ when Russ gets uh, the cam. Like there, there will be quarterbacks on the market like we've never seen in any other offseason before. I truly mean that. They could trade for Justin Fields. Either of those two quarterbacks, Kirk, Baker, they could go get Russ after Russ gets let go because he is getting let go. There is no way they play with him this year. But Pete, like there, like what? So answer me this: like, so let's say he gets Russ. Like, the quarterback play still goes to Rashi. What does London have over Rashi that you like? I guess he's going to be the number one target in that offense, and he has height, speed, and athleticism that Rashi does not have. Rashi's That's the only thing I'm saying. Rashi's definitely got the speed. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, London, we talked about it. I mean, he has that like 12, 14 touchdown upside that Rashi probably He's doesn't literally have. built like Mike Evans. Right. I, I get that part of it. I'm just hesitant right as we sit right now, obviously with no quarterback. And but I said I said in a vacuum, you take Rice. And I would take Rice. But if I needed a little pop in my lineup, I know that Rashi while he had great games this year, I don't think he can be that upper echelon receiver that London can be. I feel like so that's fair. I'm, t- I'm taking Rashi begrudgingly. I want to take London. And it's crazy that London's still younger. Yeah, right. That is crazy. That is crazy. All right. Next one we got up is a spicy one. I'm on one side. I can almost guarantee the other guys are on a different one. But I... My job is to sway Mr. C here. That's my job. Because I know Max won't back down. On one side, one of our knights, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yet to decide who to play for. Or less say, decide and more say, get drafted. And on the other side is 23-year-old Garrett Wilson. Mr. C... I'll let you begin, then we'll go to Max, myself, and you'll let me know if I changed your mind. All right. I mean, I have a feeling I know where you stay on it, on this debate. I I think I'm on your side, too. I mean, I think I would choose Garrett Wilson here. I feel that way because, like you said, I mean, the biggest thing here is Marvin Harrison has to get drafted to a team. And like you were saying earlier, Patriots – that's going to be the death blow to his top three dynasty value right now or whatever he's at currently uh, to people. But that's just too much for me. I mean, if he goes to Arizona, all right, perfect. But as of right now, I mean, you got to just take the sure thing and Garrett Wilson Rogers back for presumably a full season, maybe another two seasons. I'll just take Garrett Wilson, who's shown you know flashes on the field and and getting the best quarterback um, that he'll probably ever play for. I, Mr. Max, I will take the opposite. Um, I know, shocking, it's crazy, but I mean, two years younger. This guy is a generational athlete. I mean, when you look at his, like, I get it. Garrett Wilson's a good player, right? He's a fine player. Garrett Wilson's six foot. And he is sorry, I don't have sleepers, so I have to type these in manually. He's 192. Marvin Harrison, six foot four, 205. I mean, this guy is just like he's literally built in a lab. He has had some of the best college seasons ever. I get he's played with some decent quarterbacks, but even last year, like he had a great year. Um, 
with a Kyle McCord as a quarterback. So I, I get the argument of like he could go to the Patriots, but if the Patriots are going to take him, they're not going to go take him and start Mac Jones. Like they could barely commit to Mac Jones last year. They're going to go out and make a play. The Patriots always do that every offseason. I feel like they spend more money than anybody I know, whether that's Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry and then a bunch of defensive guys. Like there's years when they spend like $70, $80 million right off the rip on like two guys. Um, so I just think that if they draft Marv, they're going to go and compete. Um, but yeah, I think if Marv goes to the Patriots, I guess I, I do lean Garrett Wilson, but if he goes to the Cardinals, it's like Marv is a surefire wide dynasty wide receiver, like maybe wide receiver dynasty wide receiver too, honestly. So just for that and like the uncertainty and the prospect that Marv is, I'm going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. Max. I will take your argument, and I'm going to flip it on its head. Garrett Wilson has been a top 24 wide receiver in the NFL with probably the worst quarterback play and a bottom three offense. And you heard this correct. Bottom three offense the last two seasons, and he still provided fantasy-relevant seasons, especially in a full-point PPR. He gets peppered. He gets absolutely peppered with the ball. Um, I was watching the um, Jets preseason game. And yes, don't get me wrong, preseason, all these things. It was the last real time we saw Aaron Rodgers play. Uh, and I watched his couple drives he had with Garrett Wilson, and it made me want to cry. Just how beautiful it was. Uh, and the the touchdown he threw to him at the end, it, it was he – get, he got featured so much, it made him look like Devontae Adams. And don't get me wrong, Marvin Harrison Jr., better prototype receiver. I just can't take the risk on the prospect when there's already a guy that's doing it with less. What's he doing? Max, he's a top 24 receiver with quite literally the second worst offense in the league. Who's the worst? The Panthers? It was the Panthers. I think it was the Panthers this year. But even the year prior, they were the second worst offense. He's doing it. He did it with Mike White, Zach Wilson, Trevor Semyon. Like, like the worst. Like, I want to throw up talking about these quarterbacks. And like, he he hasn't put up any like astounding numbers though, Pete. That's the thing. Like, he's put up over a thousand yards. Terry does that every year with just as bad of quarterbacks, if not worse. But we yeah, don't but Terry one of them five. But one of them has Aaron Rodgers. Sure, he has Aaron Rodgers, yes. But Aaron Rodgers is also coming off an Achilles injury that there's no humanly way possible that he could recover that fast. And, like, sure, maybe he did. But I just don't think that – I mean, one injury, Rodgers is gone, he's done. And Garrett Wilson's drops 10 million spots. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, Max. But I, for me, too, the other argument, too – is like everybody seems to be locking in Marvin Harrison Jr. for, okay, let's say the Cardinals. That seems to be the most favorite landing spot that I've seen and seen him mocked at. Dude, what happens if Malik Neighbors goes to the Cardinals and then Marvin Harrison's stuck on the Giants? Or he's, I mean, he wouldn't slide to the Bears pick, but it would most likely be the Giants. I'd love him on the G- Giants. I, still, though, I mean, either way you look at it on the Patriots or the Giants, I just don't see 
I guess I'm more so talking about this next season's upside, right? I mean, with this Will Garrett Wilson's window here for his peak dynasty values, probably these next two years with Rodgers. So I can see the argument for Harrison to have that window for, let's say, five years if he goes to Arizona. But I don't know. I mean, I I, I think this one is super, super close, but I don't know. I'm kind of just talking out loud, too. I just like Garrett Wilson hasn't done anything in two years. He's sure he's finished top 24. Like that's 20 foot. It's not like he's finished top 12 two years in a row. He's finished top 24. He hasn't done anything. And now we're going to say he's deserving of like being a 101 overall pick. And it's literally the best receiver we've seen come out of college ever. Like it just doesn't make sense for me. Aaron Rodgers, when he played football last, I, I'm not even going to count the Jets. He threw over 300 yards twice in that season. He doesn't throw the ball as much as he used to. I get he didn't have like Devontae that one year and maybe he didn't have the receivers, but it's just, it's not the same Aaron Rodgers. I truly don't believe it is. And I truly don't think that Salah, I don't think that Rodgers, the Jets, whatever it is, are going to be able to sustain a season like you think Garrett Wilson can have, Pete. I don't. Max, it's okay. You're allowed to be a hater. I'm not a hater. He had you're, no, you're a hater. You're not, you're a non believer. You're a non-believer. Break it down, Pete. He had 3,600 yards in 17 games. Like he averages 211 yards a game, Pete. Like, I, okay, maybe he averages 250. He's also 39 years old, coming off an Achilles injury, and he plays for the New York Football Jets. When half the time the weather's going to be bad there in New York, it's just like to me. I don't see the argument where it's like it's not like he's playing with like a Brady or a Mahomes even like. Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. That's it. Arm talent wise, though, I mean, all time, Rodgers is probably number three. Who's no better chance. arm talent wise? Peyton oh, Manning's not better. Talent? Yeah, oh, that's what I said. I thought not you said Manning's not, it's not better. The arm go, talent. It's not the GOAT debate. It's just best player, football thrower. Josh Allen's a better football thrower. Okay, we're ending the show. <laughs> we're ending the show. All right, that's going to do it for our episode this week. It sucks, Max. I actually had a trade segment planned, uh, and I was going to offer you four different trades, but because it's Lent um, and because you deleted the sleeper bot for Lent, I can't make the trades with you. I, I want I just want to profusely apologize. Super producer was actually going to give you Christian McCaffrey for a second, too. You know, we were talking about that pre-episode, pre but... You know, it just sucks that uh, that we can't trade anymore. You know, it's almost like you don't love us, but it does, and it's crazy because I, 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 like I said, I haven't checked the sleeper button in, a, in a, quite some time. Honestly, I forget. Are you itching? Uh, I was at first, but now it's it's been pretty easy. But I don't even think I have a second rounder, so I wouldn't trade my second round that I don't have. All right, that's gonna wrap us up. By this time next week, gentlemen, there will be combine news. I am extremely excited. When the combine starts, that's when the real NFL offseason begins. I'm excited. We'll go over some of our favorite stupid things that uh, they ask the, the the players at the combine, like uh, "Are you a dog or a cat?" All those all those stupid questions. Nick Sirianni is going to bring out the uh, the mini hoop, the mini basketball hoop, and make those guys compete. Just stupid stuff, and we're excited to to talk about it. See you next week for episode one twenty six. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter.
Until next time, farewell, my fellow kings and queens. <laughs>